Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast reminding you change happens to you, but your transformation is a choice to let go of what holds you back and lean in toward Jesus, learning to live the way he has designed you to live. Each week you'll hear stories or interviews with other women learning how they've navigated their journey of transformation, finding the through line of their life, and learning to let go of their self-limiting beliefs and to live life wholeheartedly and authentic. Let's listen in. Well, hello again. I'm really excited to share this particular episode theme with you because we're going to talk a little bit more clarifying terms. My episode title, What Do You Mean False Self? What I didn't have room for in creating a graphic is I'm not a liar. I don't pretend to be somebody I'm not. And I want to help us understand that the false self is the way that we have learned to be in the world, in our family, in our workplace, so that we have a sense of acceptance. Because we believe that we need to earn our value in the world's eyes. So today we're going to we're going to talk about this a little bit. We're going to listen to a famous quote and a passage of scripture that can hold this more loosely, help us to hold it more loosely. And then I'll pose a little reflective question for you and of course share a story about the idea of facing the false self. So I'm sure you're familiar with the playwright William Shakespeare, the bard. One of his famous quotes is is mostly shortened. It comes from a, a speech that was delivered by the character Jacques in the play As You Like It. And it simply says, all the world's a stage. Now, if you have ever had the opportunity to be in a dramatic production or maybe musical theater, some people find the stage exhilarating. And some people want to be in the wings of the stage where no one can see them in, from the audience. I personally love the stage. I'm wired for it. However, the concept that I'm talking about here, when you take on a character, that is not your true self. You need to learn that character, not only your lines, but who that character is, what they think about, how they move through the world. What are their mannerisms? What are their idiosyncrasies? And you take on that caricature. 
That is not your true self. That's an example of a false self. Now, in terms of the Enneagram, we all have a false self that we have learned to put on to get that applause, whether it's good job or I love it when you do this. I don't love it when you act that way. We learn these things in our family systems. And that false self helps us for a certain period of time in our lives. But then it's like a piece of clothing that we have outgrown. It no longer fits. And it's up to us to decide, do we keep portraying ourselves in this way? Or can we learn a new way and let go of that false self that's holding us back? So how do we know that, that we are living in the space of a false self? Well, we have to slow down and pay attention to our inner workings, but also we can ask others that are close to us to be reflective mirrors for us and help us identify an area where maybe we are not being authentic. Now, you know that being authentic is risky. And if we've had a lot of challenges in our lives in relationships where people want us to be a certain way, then to be different than that just gives a, a huge risk factor. Like, am I going to be accepted? Am I still going to be loved? When we start to identify an element of our false self, then we can start to make change. I say this all the time. Awareness is the first step to change. So becoming aware is step one. Step two is making a choice to behave differently, act differently. Let me give you an example from my own life. When I began working with the Enneagram, I did not realize how much I distract myself from things that are challenging to me. For example, when I am faced with a problem to solve that has a lot of components to it, I avoid it. I will clean the house. I will take the dog for a walk. I will go pull weeds in the yard. I will do a lot of things other than the hard work of solving a problem piece by piece by piece. Now, I'm doing things. I'm getting other things done, but I'm not focused on the hard part that needs to be dealt with. 
that's part of my false self. And I would be able to justify, please hear my air quotes there, I would be able to justify my decision to do all these other things instead of solving the problem because the problem will take too much time and all these other things need attention. And so I will go and do that and avoid. That is an example of my false self avoiding hard things. Now, I have learned that that habit has not served me well in every situation. And so I've had to face hard things that I would rather avoid. Every time I've chosen to do the hard thing, I've still lived through it. The world didn't come to an end. And the other things that I was doing instead of the hard problem, they still got done. So the challenge is, A, identifying that false self behavior, B, making the choice to address that false self behavior, and C, getting help. So you go to somebody that's close to you and say to them, be authentic. I realize I have this behavior that is not serving me well, and it affects everything in my life, and I want to change it. Will you help me? And honestly, if you get a no right off the bat, don't stop there. Ask another trusted friend or family member. Because being transparent and authentic will move you toward your true self. And your true self has been around since the beginning of your existence. And when we are all about performing and behaving in a way that is not true to us, then we're missing out on being not only our self the way that God has wired us to be, but also loving and being with others in an authentic way. Because we're doing so much inner work to pretend that something isn't bothering us or pretend that we like to do something that we really don't. And, and there's no reason for that, honestly. When I was invited to teach Bible study years ago at a church that we used to attend, I was assigned the fifth chapter of Galatians. Now, if you know anything about this particular letter, the Apostle Paul wrote to this church in Galatia, to encourage them in their freedom in Christ and to not fall back into uh, living as if they were still under the law. And it's a, it's a wonderful, short, little book, letter. And I encourage you to read it. But I am going to share what I consider to be the crucial verse 
in the entire uh, letter or book. It comes from Galatians 5, and it's verse 6. And I'm reading from the NIV. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So to me, what stands out here is that it doesn't matter if you are in this performative space or you're not. In your faith, the only thing that matters is that you are demonstrating love. Jesus told us, love God, love others as you love yourself. So identifying your false self and choosing to grow into your true self, revealing your true self, that's loving yourself. Well, hold on. People say, oh, but that's selfish and we're not supposed to be selfish. We're supposed to focus on others. Well, you cannot give what you don't have. If you are an empty vessel, not sitting in quiet, receiving God's love, and in that receiving, you are accepting it into yourself, then you can't give love to others. You're being false. The true self finds its home in God and rests in being who that person is. So working on identifying your false self and changing your habits and thoughts and practices to become more how God has wired you gives you the freedom to love others without perpetuating this false narrative. So many people are helping us these days, therapists, coaches, authors who are speaking from a neurobiological perspective. There are so many resources to help you understand and make these choices. I am just another voice helping you know that it's a possibility. If you need help getting connected with any of those resources, please reach out or simply Google false self. You'll find so much information. But if the only thing that matters is faith working itself out it, through love, then learning what it means for you to love authentically might be your first next step. I want to share this quote from James Finley as a way of closing. To the extent to which I accept the depths of my brokenness, that I come upon the depths of God's infinite love for me 
as precious in my brokenness. You're not going to be bereft of love when you see the elements of your false self. You'll be invited forward into accepting yourself as you are and realizing God knows that, loves you, and wants the best for you. Just like a parent who truly is living and loving their child. So, identify that false self, the aspects of it, and begin to make choices that can allow you to be free and live in your true self. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. If you found any value here, please help others find us by going to Apple Podcasts to like, subscribe, and write a review. Or share this episode with a woman that you know who is on a transformational journey as well. Also, I have a newsletter that is associated with the podcast and you can sign up for that and receive your very own boundaries worksheet, which is an incredible help as you navigate transformation. And that is found at letgoleaninpodcast.com. You can click in there and receive that gift and then monthly receive the newsletter on transformation choices that you can continue to make. Again, I really appreciate you choosing to listen to these offerings and I pray that they are helpful to you on your journey of transformation as you let go and lean in toward Jesus.